We're excited to have Trevor May. You can follow him. I am Trevor May on Twitter and joining FT Live for the first time. Trevor, how you doing, dude? Happy off season. What's up, guys? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Really good. How was the year? It was uh it was interesting. I'm I'm sure you guys were following along, but it was uh it was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun for sure. What made it fun? What was what was the because most people are like, oh A's, blah, blah, blah. What made it fun? Because you're out there, you're out there grinding it out. You're the dude they're bringing in to close these games out. I mean, uh, had a little bit of success. Yeah, as you guys know, that's always a, uh, a large part of the uh, fun equation. But uh, not, honestly, the group of guys, uh, I signed here, like, I, I said this right when I signed. I, you know, I knew the deal. I, I know, I, I heard the stories about ownership, and I know how it's, you know, and all this, all the stuff from the guys who played there before. And um, I was just looking forward to seeing a group of young dudes, you know, guys that are going to be the core of that team moving into the future and just seeing how that develops. I, I had, I was fortunate enough to be kind of all on that ride with the twins, with the Kepler, Sano, Polanco group, uh, Buxton, all those guys came up and that was a lot of fun. And then um, over in the Mets, I guess I used to some young guys. So it became like something that I, one of my favorite parts about the game, like uh, helping young guys get a little better, just watching them get, uh, become big leaguers. So, um, and that's all there is over here. So uh <laughs> It was good though, like just watching everybody go from day one to the last day, like night and day. Even though I know I know the record was, but uh, guys maturing and coming in their own a little bit, it's it's always a fulfilling thing when you're part of that. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think of guys like Nick Allen, who I played played with as well. He's one of the best slick field and infielders I've seen. You know, He's a nasty. young kid coming. He's absolutely beast. Um, my question to you is, you know, it's it's fun playing Major League Baseball. We get it. The whole thing going on with the A's. You know, talk to us just a little about it. I mean, it, it had to have been bad at some points with all everything going on. How was the food? I mean, everything that happened during the season. Just explain <laughs> to us, you know, what it was like being a ball player over there. I mean, uh, the food was good, man. I, for, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of things that I was like, I didn't anticipate having these every day. And uh, uh, this is phenomenal. I mean, from the food to like, you know, the A's stay in nicer hotels a lot of, most of the time than the Mets did. I'll be honest. The A's probably stay in the nicest – total it's only Ritz only four seasons everywhere uh and I'd never been on a team and I was on the Mets and I'd never been on a team <laughs> that has done that so it, uh that was cool um you know uh yeah and, and since the CBA stuff changed and like you know the way that food's handled and stuff they kind of had no choice so yeah <laughs> it's it's it, it, yeah. it was really good I, I think that uh one thing that strikes you if you're if you play for the Oakland A's is how much everyone who works there cares um and how close knit of a family. I mean, baseball is a family and every, every stadium's got their group, but like everyone who's who works in the Coliseum has worked there for 30 years, every single one of them. Like the new, I think the newest security guard was hired like nine years ago, which is crazy to me. Uh, So like, but it's so close knit and seeing the same people every day and, and you're all kind of in it together. I don't know. There was something really cohesive about it all and you feel welcome. Um, So, uh, and I think that's one of the best, one of the places that I think does that better than maybe anywhere. Yeah, so you definitely saw why the why the other teams that were good were like, oh, I love playing here. You know, you talk to Eric exactly. Sogar, you talk to Matt Chapman, that kind of thing. But I need one story where you're like, like the possum in the like the possum in the press <laughs> box kind of story. Was there one where like Brandon Moss always told me the story about how they were flushing the toilets and what was going down the toilets was coming up the drain. So you can't use that one if that happened or when yeah. that happened. But I need a, I need one where you're like, whoa, 
Didn't know I'd see that. For, like, like that's the most A's thing I've ever seen, like that type of right. thing. Um, right. I feel like I was saying that pretty regularly. <laughs> uh, it was mostly – it was always like bullpen related. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is <laughs> – so this is me. This is my thing. So when I get to the bullpen, I got to the bullpen every day at four or then fourth at four, at four inning in the fourth inning in the game. So I'm walking down at the same time every day and I have my seat, you know, like everyone's kind of got their seats and everyone's already in their seats when I get there. And there's this chair, this, this like chair from a high school that was broke as shit, like just broke as hell and unsittable. And it kept appearing in my, like every day, that chair was there. I threw it in the trash next day. It's back. It's like Groundhog's Day. It was there over and over again. I'm like, can we not get a new chair? And I literally go, can I get a chair that, that, that is, uh, that is, uh, works. And they're like, there are no other chairs. So I was told there's, (laughs) we can't go into one of the 9,000 storage rooms that have not been opened in a decade and just find a chair that doesn't break when I sit in it. And they're like, no. So it became this joke where everybody, like no matter where that chair was, the guys would find it. They would put it there every day. And then I'd freak out, throw it down the thing, go, go steal someone else's chair, make them stand up and then take a knee while I sat in the the nice chair. It happened every day. I'm like, this is the most A's thing ever. Will that chair be there next year? hundred percent. There's no way. Now, now it's like, it's probably got my name written on it somewhere. <laughs> but that was our daily, that was my daily, like, Jesus Your moment every thing. day. Your daily grind. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you have an uh, interest in electrical music. You, you use the su- uh, pseudonym DJ Hey Beef. Ele- wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Well, yeah. Electrical. electrical. That's like, a, oh, that's electronic. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Electronic. I'm a big EDM guy, and Jeez, I heard electrical. I and... Hey, shoot me dead right now. I'm sorry. Hey, that's like, that's like a dude coming on here and be like, you guys are really major league baseballers, aren't you? <laughs> the MLB. The you MLB. You, you see something, you just think it's what's in your mind. Well, Electronic. That's not your. That's not. It's your not music. my vibe, but I want to get to know it a little more. Tell us about it, brother. Oh, electronic music, uh, also known as EDM, also known as techno to a lot of people. Techno is a subset of EDM, by the way. If anyone's wondering, yeah, I've always liked electronic music. I've liked it since uh, I was even in high school, like in '08, and. 07, 06, like even the even the 2000 stuff, and then it got really, really popular in the United States in like the late 2010s, uh, the early to mid late 2010s, sorry, um, which I was in my early 20s. So I was hanging out at frat parties a lot. They needed DJs. Yes, I was like, I can do that, and uh, I like that music. I was the one already like, I hate to say, burning the CDs and then or bringing the iPod, um, <laughs> making the now making the playlist in Spotify. That's me. That was always my job. So then, might as well spin it live, and then it just kind of got a mind of its own. That's how I get I get into stuff, and it's just like, it's just now. I spend now are you playing this I'm before you playing this before the games and stuff? Did the, did the team like that or no? I did some stuff uh, actually in New York. Lindor bought me some speakers, and then I bought the turntables just to have there. And I, I maybe used them twice, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was it was really fun though. Two times I realized like, oh, when I'm here, I actually have other stuff to do. I can't just like work on mixing. But uh, at home, actually, I bust mine out. It's like that was my big league purchase. Turntables were like, I got to the show and I was like, this is the thing I want, so I got it. It's nice. the first thing I bought. Um, so I'll have those forever. Uh, but yeah, I bust those out like every off season for like a month, put them out on the some table, people, play them four or five times and put them away. Some people get a Breitling watch. T may got himself some turntables. Hell yeah, bro. baby. I like it. Do, who, do you I'm have there. a favorite by the way, uh, that you listen to favorite, um, DJ producer. 
Yeah, it changes all the time. Uh, one that keeps popping back is always like uh, High Low or Oliver Heldens, depending on which moniker you're using uh, with yep. this stuff. Um, but I've been on a drum and bass kick big time lately. So Jason Status has just and Boo is B O U is his name. Those two guys mm -hmm. have been just or those two groups have been just doing it for me. Everything they're releasing is awesome. This is this. Nah, is, I mean, I'm going to slam Scott this is, weekend. He's this all is excited. Right you're making Scott, Scott blush right no, now. No, no, I just I never get to actually hear names like this with conversations. I'm, there are some other players more like on the popular side where it's like, oh, I like Kygo or something. But Trevor's going. Or Tiesto. You know, right? Exactly. Tiesto. You know, those kind of dudes. But he's going underground. He's going. He's going in the woods with you. Yeah. yeah. The electronic woods. More, more up my alley here. So, um, Trevor, um, I know you put out a recent uh, pod, right? May, uh, may contain action is the pod. I've heard it before. I uh, want to be able to give everyone a little uh, insight on what you got going on there. So um, what do you talk about and do you enjoy doing it? Because we're doing this every day. Yeah, uh, that is one of my podcasts. Uh, the one that I've probably done the most. It's a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Action Jackson on Twitch. We met, met each other through streaming video games. So it started like with interviewing other streamers, talking about people in the streaming area or in the streaming world, uh, Twitch and things like we've had Tim the Tatman on, Ninja on, like guys like that. Uh, and then a couple times it's been with, uh, changed a little bit based on what we're into right now, though. Uh, what we find ourselves talking about constantly is like nostalgic, uh, like uh, old content we used to, to watch. Like so old shows, old me old movies, old like toys old food like the nickelodeon group uh so like our first episode coming back a couple weeks ago was uh we went back and watched ren and stimpy again for the first time since we were like nine and we're like this show is insane so like it's basically go back and watch things that you watch as kids as an adult and then re-evaluate cool. where we're at so we just actually recorded an episode right before this uh we went back and watched wedding crashers so yes. wow that's a that's a Oh, it was a good episode, boys. It was a good one. So Meatloaf, that that'll be ah! that'll be love later. Exactly, Meatloaf. One of our one of our sections is the quotes, and we spent like twenty minutes on quotes. There's so, so many from that movie. Let, so let me ask you this before you go on. Think of a movie like in your head that has the best quotes. Can you can you name like what movie you go to? Like everybody uses these quotes. It happens all the time. It's it's wedding it's wedding crashers. Is it? I say I, 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 I say five wedding crashers quotes a day, probably. Really? See, I'm going I'm going with Major League, but I think Major League oh, has Major a lot of good ones in there. I do the too high every single game, every day. I'll, I'll, this guy hits it up and like it's too high. There's no yeah, way. It's, it's way a too bit high. outside. No, there, there's some good. Yeah. Ones. There's some good. Ones. Yeah, but that I think wedding crashers is your is your generation. Mine mine yeah. is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh yeah, true. another classic. Fits you. I would well, say that's too. yeah. Yeah, that's extremely <laughs> quotable as well. And, and old school, and old school, yes, old but... school. A lot of Will Ferrell movies are just it is. loaded with quotes. Mm. They just are. Hey, Fair. was this on one of your pods, or I'm trying to remember, or on Twitter talking AI? Because obviously you're a big tech guy. Um, did you talk yeah. about it on a pod, or was that on Twitter? Yeah, we're talking about it in the, in the pod. Um, okay. Way, way, way too much. I constantly have to be like, guys, we get it. We really like it. Let's move on, please. We got to talk about what it <laughs> <laughs> Happen again this episode. Sorry, guys. Um, maybe we'll just do a different pod for that. But there's only about ten thousand of those now. So that community is obsessed right now with that topic, yeah. which is interesting. Um, so, question for you um, about something else you've been talking about over the last couple of days on Twitter a lot. We've spoken to, we've had like two hundred 
player guest appearances on this show this year. And I would say at least 10 times the word sweeper has come up. And I think almost every time a dude's like, fuck the sweeper. Like that's, that's not the word we use, whatever. So can, can you take us through your thought process on this? Cause I know you've been kicking it around on social and like, I'll just give you a name. For example, Chris Bassett, he's on, he's like, no, it's not a sweeper. It's a slide. So you give me your take and what you've experienced this year. Cause I know it's been a nice pitch for the uh, repertoire too. I mean, I can't believe Bass isn't behind it because it's just another button he can put on a stupid thing on his belt. Like, that guy loves having – come on, Bass. It's a new pitch you can just have now. Like, wh- why are you so against it? Uh, he's – yeah, God, don't get me started on Bass. <laughs> I love – Chris Bass is one of my favorites, but my God, he can be so stubborn as hell about certain things. Um, but I, I think that I like the the – I love the sweeper. I love probably because uh, they're like, hey, you should try this. And then I tried it. It was really good right away. And I was like, I'm throwing this now. And that's kind of how it worked, um, which I feel like is why pitches are getting named is because guys are able to learn them quick. Like we're figuring out really good ways to teach it and learn it and design it. And so then it gets its own name. I think of that. But I think that's what's happening. So guys threw sweepers. Ottavino's thrown a sweeper for his whole career. Um, True. Um, but but distinguish uh, uh, it's the way the physics work on the ball is now how we're, and that's kind of boring for people to hear. So like, they don't want to hear it, but for us um, having that distinction is important when we're trying to make decisions. Like I, I throw a gyro, a slider, a depth slider and a sweeper. I throw them both. The me calling them different pitches is important for the catcher because they're very different. Uh, So that's my context. But of course, why, you know, but but like, let me be very clear. A sweeper is very different than your run-of-the-mill slider that most guys throw with the more depth than horizontal. 100%. Way different. Same thing that a cutter is different than a slider. Come on, Bass. I'm going to stick with Bassett here for a little bit because I watched him last year, been in a booth with the Phillies in New York. This dude led the league in shakes. He would shake. Is he going to be the first? Is he going to be the first person to ever shake himself off with the pitch com? On his, on the belt, like he'll hit it and be like, "No." I think Granky already did that. Granky, Granky, he's like, "No, no, no, redo." <laughs> no, no, sorry, wrong button. Yeah, he did that in spring, I think, which is so so Granky. I want to stay with uh, pitching. We talk about you brought up um, talking about the pitch clock, how it gave you anxiety and stuff like that during the year. Um, can you just you know go into that just a little bit and explain you know so people can understand that. You know, this sport is very hard to do and other things that come involved, you know, it, it takes a toll on you a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, just to be clear, uh, it, it exactly it like made my anxiety a thousand times like more intense because I always have anxiety. But uh, so basically how I operated and, and, and I think Bass is another guy who thought this way too after talking to him is like being able to like, hit the e-brake on the inning when you need it and like, be like, all right, let's center in, like feel, feel this like pressure and then use it to put it into your pitches. Like get, that always gave me a little umph on the fastball and always like big spots. I, I felt like my was backed into a corner, which then I used, but then when the speed, when it sped up, I realized how long it took me to kind of wind that up. And I w- and then I found, found that I was unable to do it ever. I was like, I can't go get extra here because I don't have time. And so it felt like I was going through the motions because things were going so quickly. And that was wildly frustrating. So frustrating because I'm like, oh, no, my like my superpower. I didn't know 
until there was a clock on me. And so I had to find a new way to do it. So that's, that's what I spent my whole hiatus doing, like throwing pens and just like putting timers on myself. And like, I had a buzzing, I had like my watch going off every 15 seconds. Um, I was trying to get myself as close to, to like get my internal clock going. And uh, the best piece of advice I got was, David Robertson didn't say this to me, but Ottavino said that it's what he does. And he just stopped looking at the clock completely. He's like, I'm just going to chance it. If I get a thing, I get a thing, but, or get a, like a violation, I get a violation. And as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh, I'll just not look at it anymore. And then it just became a non-issue like immediately. So, really? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't look at it. You never were like, I wonder. Well, there's a couple times where I'm like doing a long hold or something with a guy at first. Like I know I'm holding longer on purpose. Then I'll like peek at it real quick. But there's one. Let's go. Um, You're in control of it. I'm in control of it. And then I also yeah. went back to the windup. A lot of guys did that. Uh, back to the windup so you can just take the step, stop the clock. And then you don't worry about it anymore. So that helped a lot too. Yeah. Interesting. On, on your rhythm. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Hey, have you ever been on the Phantom IL? Um, we've spoken about it before or, or your thoughts on it because, you know, today the news popped up. Um, Billy Eppler, who's part of the Mets, um is being investigated for that and we were kind of laughing because we're like all right let's see what this actually looks like because you know mlb the phantom il has been a thing for a very long time this better be something serious otherwise someone's just what trying to be a snitch (laughs) yeah that's interesting um yeah this is pretty common like it's pretty well known i've never been on the phantom um it's something that you see way 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 more in the minors i feel like um, and now they have deve- develop what is it developmentalists so like yep. they just like yep. made it legal <laughs> yeah, exactly. just on that list where you can you can be there and you can do all the stuff you just can't play that's the fan yep. that's what it is <laughs> um, the big league is you can imagine uh, for people at home you can imagine people like they don't put people on the phantom very often in the big leagues because you're paying them a lot of money and so just having someone hanging out and you're paying you might you would rather them be in AAA hanging out if you can because uh, they're making less money which sounds Sucks for them and sucks for a lot of people, but it's the way it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Billy, like I don't, uh, frankly, I played for Billy for a year. I don't remember any anything really out, out of the ordinary. Anything that I noticed was like that's weird. Like wow, it all felt kind of normal. So it is gonna be interesting to see. Like, what are we? What, are, what exactly are we talking about here? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like how it's like the Phantom. Uh, it's a good word. You know what I'm saying? Like that that should show how common it is too, where you're like, Oh yeah, he's going on the phantom. Right. Everybody knows what that means. Exactly. Well it used to be like turf toe knows. or or tennis yeah. elbow. Like they used to say turf toe. Like no one knows what turf yeah. toe is. Now yeah, they can't exactly. do that. They can't use turf toe because they know that means phantom. So they can't yeah, use it exactly. anymore. It's like outlaw. Hey, hey. And if you, turf toe is no joke. No, don't it, it, don't oh, give a man turf toe. Turf toe is like it's like a hangnail. Like you sound like a pansy for having it, but when you get it, you're like, I don't even, I don't even want this. I don't want it. It hurts. Listen, if you're on the Phantom DL as a catcher, you are gonna in the minor leagues. You're gonna be used and abused from morning to night that that day. Oh, you those? they're they're I flying don't. in. They're flying in big leaguers for me to catch pens at nine in the morning to fly them out, and then you go to the game and you're on the fan. I mean, Phantom IL in the minor leagues is. No joke. That's that's the jungle down there. <laughs> Trevor, you don't know about the jungle. You don't know about New Britain, Rock Cats jungle anymore. Like you're Oh, I knew about it then. We didn't even have a batting cage. You had burned it bat- down and then they just didn't rebuild it. Your that batting, was my your last batting year. cage was a was a tarp. It was a oh, it was a metal God. pop two tarp. 
Yeah. Anyway, New Britain, another that's another level. That's for the they don't have a team anymore. Thank pod. God. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, for the off season, how much are you going to watch these games the next few weeks? Um, do you care? Oh. Do you watch? Are you locked in? Oh, I I love playoff baseball. Like it's we always talk trash all year about like I ain't gonna watch baseball games ever when I'm done playing, and then immediately you're watching playoff <laughs> games and breaking them down. I do like watch parties sometimes and like just kind of I I try to romo it and guess pitches and guess what we're gonna do and guess the score. And, uh, so I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I I like kind of going along with guys that I played against and played with, and now I've played with like half the players in the playoffs, so it's like. There's someone to root for, and so I was like yep. rooting for the Twins to break this break the streak because I'm part of the streak. I'm glad that's over. Uh, thank God. Um, and uh, now I'm rooting for him to beat the Astros because we really want everyone to beat the Astros over here. <laughs> do you feel Do you feel yourself actually rooting? Because when I played and I wasn't in the playoffs, I would sit there and I would go, "Yeah, you know, I, I kind of want the I kind of want." the Rays to win. I know, I know five guys that are on the Rays and then the Rays start winning. I'm like, I was a little jealous. I'm a little, like, I'm not <laughs> sure if I want, like, I, I know what you're saying. Do you, do you have that feeling or you're still, you're still active? Cause now I can root for teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I, I think that, yeah, there's part of me like I could do that or like, I, yeah, exactly. So I got a confession. I, I came home last year. We came home a little bit earlier, uh, for getting eliminated from the wild card. And, uh, I went to the Mariner that 18 inning Mariners game. It took a couple of my buddies who really wanted to go. I was like, I can, I'll get us tickets. We'll, we'll go. And it, we we left in the top of the 17 because I was I was like, I'm gonna. This is awful. You know how many innings I've watched this year, and I'm here. What are we doing? Uh, but I went to the game, and the whole time I was just like, that's what he's doing. This is what's going on there, and just like talking, telling them because I'm like, I know. And they're like, Trevor, we get it. <laughs> We've seen you play against the Mariners. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying. I've been out there. I go out there all the time. I'm always out there. So, see that door right there? I walk through that door all the time. <laughs> so you look felt, how cool so you, I am. So you felt, you felt a little. You were a little jealous. You were a little insecure. A little you needed to, you needed to like tell them like, wasn't my fault. Wasn't my fault. I would, I would have thrown. I would have thrown a sweeper there. The sweeper. <laughs> you thrown a sweeper. What are you doing? It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do that at games? Like, if you go to a game now. No, I, no. I, I mean. I, not really, no. Do you? You definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hundred percent. Listen, well, I when you're announcing the game, you, you're like, oh man, you right? Know? You just did. You yeah. just called games. Yeah, I'm usually spot on, so I don't mess the pitches. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I love. I love I, my oldest. My oldest and I, when we watch a game, we'll try to guess to see what pitch. You know, see what pitch are coming, and he'll say something. I'll be like, I wouldn't go there because yeah. of this. And he's like, well, how can I even argue with you, Dad? Like, yeah. of course you know. I'm like, no, that's not right. I said, I'm just telling you what I know. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in this situation. So when he gets it right, when I'm like, I just wouldn't go breaking ball, and it's a breaking ball and it's whacked, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it. I knew it. He should have. <laughs> you know, so I think that's fun. That is fun. Hey, um, Trevor, if you were commissioner of baseball for a day and you could do anything and, you know, commissioner is really CEO, so it doesn't have to be a rule change, it could be a business change, it could be something crazy you want to implement. What's something that you think would be cool, entertaining, good for the game, good for business, whatever? Uh, this one's very specific. I've actually put a lot of thought on this. Um, the 
ballpark app or the MLB app, I would love, I would focus really heavily on the customization of it. So like being able to pick different camera angles, being able to pick different broadcasts and like mix and match how you want it to the broadcast to be. Um, I know there's a little bit of that, but uh, it'd be cool to like, for example, be able just to patch into the Mariners, like cam that's going around the whole time and just be in that the whole time because it's on, like they just switched to it. Right. And they, they have the ability to do this stuff. So it's like, um, I know some of it's in the works, uh, but I thought I think it would be cool to be able to like uh, uh, do that and and like try to give people different ways to consume the game outside of just seeing it from behind on plate and listening to the same two two people every time or or picking like especially if it's team that's not your team like if you don't like either group of commentators or whatever you can listen to the radio or whatever it is um, I think that'd be pretty cool. What about? Can I couple off of that? Because I love that idea. Can Kratz I couple was off like of this, that? By the way, like off. Yeah, he was like, I definitely oh. fist pumped. Like I love this idea because we are in a customization world. What if there was cameras for each player, and you go on the app and you're like, boom, I'm a Phillies fan. I love Bryce Harper. I'm gonna watch the game in split screen, and I'm gonna pay four ninety nine a month, and I'm going to have a split screen of just Bryce Harper with some type of audio of hearing him. Not, not saying that the audio is in, but like you can still see the game, but now you're like, or more applicable, hey, I just, you know, I'm starting to play second base. I want to watch Bryson Stott move around. It's just a camera, just on him, and you can still watch the game. That would be, I, I think that would be awesome. And I, I know that a lot of the hang up for that stuff, especially if it's like a POV thing. So like yep. it'd be guys wearing cameras. So then the PA would be like, well, we need to be paid for that. And then MLB's like, we don't like paying you stuff for stuff. And now we have an issue. Oh. So like that's where we come down to. Also, the way MLB owns, I've done a lot of research on this too. The way uh, the media rights for the MLB work, they're very, 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 very rigid. Um, and they, they, they've done a good job of locking that stuff up. So um, when, when like I get suggested to players, and you guys know this just as well as anybody else, players are like, what do I get? And usually it's nothing. So uh, there would have to be something guys would have to want to do it. But I think more guys are coming around like Julio Rodriguez would just wear it. Like I would just wear it. Honestly, sure. I want to be mic'd up every time I pitch so that I can be like, Hey guys, what should I throw here? And then when it, when it, when it doesn't go well, but if, what, what do you guys, what are you thinking? How dare you? Like what if, I, I got to save this game. How dare you pick that pitch? <laughs> what if you're in, what if you're, what if you're, you, you go back to your 2014 days and you're starting and you're in the 47th pitch of a wild card game, like, and you're mic'd up, and you're like, "What? Why is, why is my manager coming?" <laughs> guys, guys, hang on, Hold hang on. on. Don't don't listen to what I'm saying. What would <laughs> what would what do you have to say? Oh God, I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know how well I'd be able to uh, keep that frustration down. I, I think that, you know, uh, if Snell were watching that, he had some. PTSD flashbacks a little bit too. So yeah, those situations are crazy, especially when that's the plan. You follow the plan, the plan doesn't work out. And then now all we're doing is talking about the plan. Even if the plan worked, we wouldn't mention the plan. So it's just one of those things. Um, But I'm, I'm always a proponent of like, just guys got stuff going, man. Just like, that's the romantic part about the game. Like, just let someone do something that they 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 might you might not have projected them to do once in a while. That's all I'm saying because I think that's fun. And at the end of the day, it's a sport where people play against other people. So 
it's the same thing with like the ABS. Like, do we really need ABS or having guys mess up calls? Is that a good thing for baseball? I think it is. I think yeah. it's yelling at an umpire is part of the game. It's a good, yeah. que- it's a good Agreed. question. Agreed. But, but, but you said, you know, you, you alluded to it too. That was a decision that was made ahead of time. So you were told as the starting pitcher in the bull, in the, in the clubhouse, Hey, you know, this is something that's going to come. What's the conversation? If somebody, if somebody tells you that, if somebody says, Hey, this might happen. Are you like, are you flipping the chair in front of you? Are you like, Oh, okay, coach. Yeah, I think when it comes down to that, like, you know, you guys have played playoff games. You're like, whatever we need to do to win. Like, that's the, you're like, you, you're like, don't, you, you're like, it's not going to matter because I'm going to be shoving. It's like, you don't really even think that it's going to be a problem. And then you realize that you are shoving and it happens anyways. <laughs> you're like, oh, like this was happening no matter what. Um, I think that that's probably, knowing Jose too, and playing with him for several years, like, yeah, he was definitely like, whatever you need, like, whatever you need, whatever you think is best, I'm going to give you everything I got. And, uh, and it's really easy kind of in hindsight to look back and be like, man, you should let me in. You know what I mean? So I guarantee you that's how it went down. But after the fact, yeah, I'm frustrated, especially when I, when I like got into that zone and then was just ripped out of it immediately. It would, that would, that would, and then watching it just not, then watching yourself get eliminated. That's just, I, I, that would be, that would be very, very frustrating for a very long time for sure. All right. So one last one, I saw the picture in the back. Okay. You were at the. You were in Oakland. They're moving to Vegas. Mm. What are the better? What is? What's a better chance? Oakland succeeding in Vegas, or Oakland eventually moving to Isengard? I'll say succeeding in Vegas because uh, a lot of those guys that I played with are going to probably be on that Vegas team, and uh, I want them to succeed. I, 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 from a bit, you know, I try not to worry too much about the business side because I'm uh, frankly getting really tired of hearing it's a business over and over again. Uh, so, you know, do what you will take the team where you're going to take it at the end of the day, there's no control, but like, you know, like I said before, it's the same thing with the, and like the, the projectability of everything and everything everywhere all the time. Now we're just projecting value. We're not actually looking at where it is what's happening in front of us anymore. We're just predicting the future constantly. Um, we just look at what Jerry DePoto said the other day. It's just <laughs> like, at some point you just got to like go with how it feels at the moment. Um, and I, like, I, I, I loved Oakland fans playing against them. I, even with the, how many were there this year, that reverse boycott game was absolutely electric. Uh, like they show like that if they choose to, they, they like to be there and they just feel off put from the team. So like, I just, I think that it just sucks. It sucks all around for everybody. Um, and uh, I, I just hope they find a way to, to, to enjoy it and move forward and, and like buy in, but it's, it's not been great so far. Yeah. I don't know how you fix that because the gatekeepers are the gatekeepers. Usually yeah. like my dad's super rich. He gave me the team. I don't really know what's going on here. And they're going to be around. Trevor May is going to be done. Todd Frazier is going to be done. Eric Kratz yeah. is going to be done. Right. And the they next, don't, they don't go. And the next, Nick Allen is going to be around to play for him, and someone else is going to be playing. And there's going to, we're going to talk with a minor league prospect. He's going to be playing. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll keep Absolutely. fighting the good fight, talking about it on here because we, we don't <laughs> hold back. No, um, Trevor, dude, it was awesome getting you on here for the first time. Uh, for everyone, follow him at I am Trevor May. Um, and we'll post some of this stuff on there, but dude, um, anytime, obviously this was great. Really enjoyed it. Happy off season and keep doing your thing. Thanks boys. Appreciate you.